Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. John Esterly, Rare Buzz Effects. Uh, well, that's where usually when uh, when big boy Jared, Jared chimes in. Where are you? He's not here today. This is Todd Novak. We are thrilled to death that you are with us for our podcast, the Guitar Knobs podcast. Yep, Jared is Jared's working hard, working his fingers to the bone. Um, and John was kind enough to swing in here and, and hang out with us and also pick up the pedals that he had, uh, let us borrow. So that was, that was kind of cool. Hello again. It's hello, nice hello. to have you back. Well, thank you. Nice to be back. Yeah. Now, Tony, Yeah. briefly, briefly. what is this show about? Uh, this particular podcast nope. or the podcast in general? The podcast in general. Okay. You completely bypassed the whole briefly thing. You oh, briefly. By briefly, do you mean the extended version? No, you don't. Uh, what we like to do is we like to talk about gear, and we like to talk about people who make the gear. That's right. That could be guitars and amps and pedals and pedal boards and accessories and yeah. pick guards yeah. and occasional pickup makers and 101 series and the 101ers speakers and all kinds of stuff yes on the line today we have whom brian hamilton small son big son and with the smooth sounds of brian hamilton i might have added (laughs) my 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 there was some fine keyboard playing in the background yeah that was awesome so yes small sound big sound Somebody I wanted, I've wanted to have on for, for quite some time, actually. And so I am really excited to have you on. You made it to one of the uh, uh, Four on the Floors recently. And I, I nice. think that was uh, one of the Genesis items. I'm like, yep, 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 I got I to gotta hit you up. And uh, we connected on Instagram and all was well. And here we are. Welcome to the show, Brian. I know that our audience is going to enjoy this thoroughly. Um, or we, else. Yes, or else. Uh, we're going to go over <laughs> lots of great things happening with Small Sound, Big Sound. I love your your brand name, too, by the way. Thank you. It sounds like he couldn't make up his mind. <laughs> All the same. <laughs> you, you want Small Sound or Big Sound? Yeah. What's my life story? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we just have a couple bit of announcements here we're going to get through. Uh, number one, we want to thank Rode for the... Procaster microphones that we have so lovingly been been speaking on for a couple of years now. Yes, and they uh, uh, what are these kind of arms called? Articulating. Oh, these are the artic- articulating arms that that I particularly like. Correct, Amundo. Nice, and also the Rodecaster Pro, our motherboard mothership that is uh, recording all of our nonsense. What about a shout-out to the customer service at Rode? I absolutely it was going to do that regardless of what you were going to say. I I can say with hand hand up to swearing on whomever, uh, <laughs> Rode's got some of the best customer service that I've encountered. Over the email, on the actual site, I, I've been so impressed with them. Huge thank you to Rode. Huge thank you to Nick at Rode, especially who's been so great helping us out. We also want to give a little shout-out to... We got some news from Barefoot Buttons. They've come out with a bunch of new products that we're going to be talking about over the next couple episodes. And tonight, we've got 
what Tony what do those look like right there? They they look like gummies, except they're not. But they're not. They're not edible. I tried eating one. Yeah, no. Not, uh, not good. Not tasty. This is a brand new product. It is a glow cap. It's a silicone oh, glow cap. They glow in the dark. They glow in the dark. I didn't see and they that. fit over your existing barefoot buttons, the V1 button uh, or the V2 button. Uh, if you have those, you probably know what those are, and they're the regular size barefoot buttons. Nice. Uh, yeah, and it's really, really cool. They come in three colors, clear, light blue, blue. and light green. Green. So what, the, the clears glow white? Ish, Ish, I suppose. Yes. And the greens grow, glow. That's You green. got the hang of it. Good for you. Uh, yeah, so it's really good, uh, especially if you're on a dark stage. You can get, you know, you can get the, you can see that stomp surface really easily. And it, it does add a little tiny bit more actual surface area, which is great. It's tactile. Yes. Also, if you're playing barefoot, that's just a little added extra comfort for your tootsies. You know what I'm saying? Do people play barefoot? Oh, a lot of people bare. Unfortunately, those same people also uh, take pictures of themselves playing barefoot, which nobody needs to see. But do they at least wash their feet before they play? I, that's questionable. Mm. <laughs> so, anyways, these things are super cool, super durable. Certainly, you have probably seen the the big aluminum buttons that sit on pedals. If you're not familiar with those, they're really fantastic. They are so helpful in a gig situation to help distinguish you. You know, you're bored instead of trying to look for a little tiny button that you're trying to stomp on in the oh, middle yeah. of the song. So these are super helpful. And these little doodads go right on top of it. So you can see them even better. There is free shipping on them for anything over $15 in the U.S. That's pretty good. So you can get a couple of these. Anyways, go check them out at uh, barefootbuttons.com. Barefoot Buttons, music for your soul. S-O-L-E. S-O-L-E. <laughs> we also have uh, we we got a note in from our friend Robert Brown. He's a bass player, huh. right? And he sent us his uh, four on the floor, a very a very um, brief four on the floor. I know it's four, so there can't be more than four. But just the descriptions, <laughs> right? So as a bass, I thought this was interesting because we don't get a lot of bass player four on the fours. No, we don't. So his number one is TC Electronics Sub and Up. I figured it would hmm. probably be something like that. Mm-hmm. And also the EBS Unichorus. I'm not familiar with that. Followed by the Keeley Bassist Compressor. Ah, that would make sense. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, number four is the Aguilar Tone Hammer. So that was really cool. He just kind of shared that to us. Uh, and, well, that's uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, because we love, you know, bass players, I mean, it's, it's a little different world out there. And, and it is. I mean, some guitar pedals play well with basses, a lot don't. So it's, it's kind of cool to hear what's working on, the, on those kinds of rigs. If you're using pedals and you're a bass player, let us know. Yeah, we just we're, we're curious, and that was that was accompanied by a really nice note. Which, by the way, like honestly, I, I've been so lifted as of late in such a positive way because I don't know what happened. It's like out of nowhere, I just started getting a lot of messages about you know appreciation for the show, ways that we're connecting, ways that people are um, you know uh, expanding their own horizons and everything, and it's just it's so great to get that feedback. And if you're thinking about it share it with us like i'm gonna share one right now actually read away this is from our pal at hello sailor joseph halliday he sent a note this was really cool he says well i got to say thanks again to you guys i was invited to see gary newman by his guitar player steve fox harris who now owns a hello sailor pedal and i think he's actually ordered a couple more since um oh yeah and he's ordered a second uh 
He says, I got backstage and close up with Steve's gear, not to mention I made a new friend too, all because he listens to your show and loved the interview. Nice. Man, that is so cool. That's very cool. I was thrilled to and like Gary Newman, I'm a I'm a eighties kid, so it's like he's a singular voice in the uh in the music world. Nobody sounds like that, dude. No, I remember when um, In Cars came out. I think it was in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, there was nothing else like that. Yeah. It was cool. And then that, you know, got on to, I'm the operator of my pocket calculator. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm electric. Or, uh, anyways, all the Gary Newman stuff. So, well, that wasn't a Gary Newman. That was uh, Kraftwerk. No. No. Who's? Pocket calculator? Pocket, why is, is you, this isn't the well, I know, but it, it, that I I was saying that I I moved on for I started with <laughs> right. Gary Newman. You started then I started the synth. I started well not so much the synth just yeah. the you bought a, you the bought a strip guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we're moving on from this. So why, why do you that have really to, cool? That, you're that, trying uh, to hurt my feelings I'm purposefully, not. aren't you? Yeah, I, I like it to me. Joseph uh, or Joe? Sorry. At least I can say solderless connections. Yes, I know. Joe, uh, congratulations on meeting uh, Mr. Newman and Mr. Fox Harris, and uh, continued success to you, man. Let's get on to what's going on in our music world this week, Tony. Well, I'm going to start you off because you, you kind of set the tone for everybody. Do I? Yes. That's the nicest thing you've said to me all day. Yes. <laughs> That's nice. Uh-huh. Well, actually, this just happened today. Okay. So um, I have a uh, like a 58 Flying V uh, replica that I have a Gibson case for, and it never quite fit just right in the case. Yep. So I was on the hunt for... Um, a Lifton style case that that they would have used in the fifties. Uh, it's kind of a it's more of a squared off kind of thing mm-hmm. as opposed to the you know the straight mm-hmm. V shape. And um, it just so happens that the Joe Bonamassa Epiphone Amos model has that case. Ah. Um, now the Epiphone case is you know it's it's not, well I, I guess it's about the same, but I had priced this a long time ago from like a TKL. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be like three hundred fifty bucks, just just a ridiculous amount of money for a, for a guitar case. So I just happened to be uh, over at uh, Music Around, and they had a one of the Epiphone Joe Bonamassa cases for the Flying V. Mm, that's kind of random. Yeah, it, it, totally random. And it, it's it's kind of a weird thing, but the case was in wonderful shape. They didn't have the guitar, and it was fifty nine ninety nine. Oh yeah, that's which a is brainer. okay. I'm buying it, but someone had cut the part the, on the on the on that particular model. There's it looks like it's stenciled, where it says Amos Limited Edition or something like that. Someone had cut that section out. <laughs> so there's there's this screw you, Bud Well, no, they left the JB at the top in the Epiphone logo, right. but they cut out the the part that said Amos. So I mean, it's a great case. The inside is beautiful. It's just got this square of missing Tolex on it. I'm surprised that they didn't try to do something funny with the M. And left Oh. Left. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> Uh, it took me a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
There so you anyways, go. all right. Well, that's an exciting. So that was. Story. So that was. Oh, yeah, it was. It's cool. More. Okay. There's. <laughs> see, how, this is how I get treated here. Uh, uh, forget it. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, that's it. I'm not going to say anymore. I had I had more to add to it. Perfect. But I'm not going to. Great. Now I know. Now how, I'm now never going to say. I'm, I'm not even going to say another word. Brian. Yo. If you're not ready to leave us yet, will you share what's going on in your music world this week? <laughs> sure. Uh, I was uh, in Kingston over the weekend helping my wife um, at a craft show and called Field and Supply, which is a pretty interesting show. What, and a what friend is, of what ours, is Field and Supply? Hmm? It is a, it's basically like a, I mean, it's a craft show, craft fair, but it's a pretty upscale um, event. It's like very well curated, people selling $1,000, I mean, multi-thousand dollar for, you know, furniture and oh. uh, like fancy stuff. It's basically like a nice curated craft fair for people who live in New York who also have second places in upstate New York. Uh-huh. It's a pretty niche yeah. <laughs> world. Yeah. But anyway, so a, a friend of ours named Emily, she was playing this festival uh, called O Positive Festival uh, that was happening at the same time. It's a really cool music fest. So what they do is um, all the proceeds go to supplying um Healthcare and dental care and things like that for musicians. Oh wow! Um, That's so it's, very it's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I yeah, know some that need her that. performance that she was. Plenty of them do, uh, <laughs> but her performance she was doing was it was a pretty weird, um, like experimental uh, vocal performance. It was like a group of like twenty or I don't even know how many singers. They were all in the audience and kind of like walking throughout people and um, singing and. It was just a really amazing. I mean, the piece itself was was really super well done. It was beautiful. It was like a forty five minute piece, um, but just the context of the whole thing was really great too. I mean, just, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Neato. Yeah, it was what? kind of like it was very like Phil Glass, like John Cage kind of vibe. Um, okay. Yeah. So, what sort of things uh, does your wife make? Oh, my wife. Uh, her name is Gabrielle Silverlight. It's an interesting one, uh, and she makes ceramics. So oh, cool! Okay, she makes really beautiful work. Yeah, well, can people f- see that anywhere on on the? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. They just have to look up her name. All right, Gabrielle Silverlight. Gabrielle Silverlight. Say it three times. She's gonna pop in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. <laughs> she was she was joking that she was gonna heckle me from uh, <laughs> from the other side of our par- our apartment. Nice, nice. But, uh, she stepped out. <laughs> oh, she missed the funnies. That's great. Yeah. Uh, John, how about yourself, buddy? Well, we talked about it last time I was here. Uh, I am a Telecaster nut, so I have been kind of getting pieces together to build a barn caster. So I've now got the body and the neck and uh, a lot of the hardware. So um this week, I kind of worked on the rough fitting, getting the neck to fit the neck pocket in the body, because the, the body, although it's beautiful, was not machined very well, so it's going to need quite a bit of work to finish it and get it usable. So uh, aside from just the normal day-to-day pedal stuff, that's kind of what I've been working on. Cool. Yeah. That's nice. That sounds super fun. Ted, how about you? Ted, just admit it. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I uh, was having some issues. I I was in practice and uh, I started cutting out, 
And I immediately thought it was like, okay, so pedals got a, an issue or something. So I'm playing Chase the Cutout issue, uh, so which is a total nightmare when you've got uh, four, you got two inputs, two outputs, two chords, an amp, a guitar, your switch, <laughs> all, all the <laughs> switches, and then all the pedals. It's like, oh my gosh, this could be anywhere. So I'm futzing around with it and everything, and I thought, oh my gosh. I think it's my I think it's my guitar cable. Now I use the rattlesnake cables. Um, Hank up there in Missoula, Montana, makes unbelievable guitar cables, uh, rattlesnake cables, and and this thing. I mean, it is built like a tank. And I go, I can't believe this thing's going. But I kept messing with it, and I was like, I think there's something wrong with it. Well. Then I thought, then I, I eliminated that and then I kept hearing. I was like, what? Okay, so maybe it's not that. So, and so I'm doing the, all the chasing thing and I thought it was my pickup selector switch at one point in time, which that probably needs to get looked at too. That might be a little bit loose. But ultimately, what I determined was it's my input on my pedal board. So I got to dig into that a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I put two other cables in. What's, what, this is the interesting. It's not a wiggle issue. Okay, and so I'm totally open to like, oh, it's this dude. I put, I tried three different cables in, and to ensure that it wasn't a wiggle thing, I put the uh, right uh, 90 degree cable in, and I just sort of levered it forwards and backwards, and that's when I got like the cutout. Really? So it's in the twist. If you, if, if it, and it's not, I'm not. I'm not bending or anything like that. I'm simply, in a circular manner, turning the the cable in the in the connector, and that's when it was dropping. It almost it could be like corrosion. Yeah. Have you tried putting any kind of a like a cleaner down in there and no getting it cleaned out? I haven't done anything. I just identified it. <laughs> <laughs> what took you so long? <laughs> so, anyways, that's what I got to do. I got to chase you'd that think problem. think that'd be the first thing you'd look at. I knew it wasn't the cables because I'm legit. People out there, give Rattlesnake a little plug here. Hank builds them by hand in Missoula, Montana. They are outstanding. I've, I've, that's what I use on stage every single time I play. So go check out Rattlesnake cables. All right. Um, well, that was that was all that stuff. So, how about this? One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Brian from <laughs> Small Sound Big Sound, give us your four yep. on the floor. All right, I think I'll start with uh, classic RE two hundred one Space Echo. It's uh, one of my favorite pieces of gear of all time. That's a big uh, one, isn't it? It is a big one. Yeah. I've chose large pedals uh, for the most part that aren't really even pedals, I guess. Yeah, uh, technically, for, that's not a pedal. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. It's, an, it's, a, it's I, an effect. You know what? Yes. It's we allowed effect. a reverb unit one time. I will allow this. The judges allow it. Okay. <laughs> Thank allow. you. Jared, right, what do you think? <laughs> Cricket. Okay. Um, so that, that's, um, I mean, whether or not people w- actually truly want to buy one, I think that is one of those coveted things. Like oh, totally. you see that and you're like, yeah. damn, that is so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. I feel the same way, which is why I tried to find one and did. And uh, <laughs> I mean, is it's that- just one of those things that I wanted for a really long time. Mm-hmm. 
Is that something that yeah. you keep on pretty much all the time or? Oh yeah, I use it all the time. Yeah. Definitely. Neato. It took a while for me to sort of like start using it a lot, but now that I do, I just, it's like my go-to. That's yep. a, that's another one of those units that a, a lot of people even just use the uh, the preamp section for it too. Oh sure, just yeah, like, you know, like the Echoplex. Um, yep, they did some cool stuff in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a friend who's got a recording studio here in town, and that's what he uses. He uses it for. He's got one there at the studio that he just uses the preamp for, you know, certain channels that he's bringing mm-hmm. in. Are you a gigging fella, or how how do you play? Um, well, I was a gigging fellow for a very long time. Uh, I was in a band for nine years, so we did a lot of touring. <laughs> what was your band? Um, uh, Symbols Eat Guitars. Symbols Eat Guitars? Yep. Like, I don't like Like that. drum symbols? <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's scary. I was never a huge fan of the name either, but uh, <laughs> it was before I was in the band. So Ah, uh, I see. Um, yeah. What kind of stuff? Uh, poppy noise rock, I guess is the best way to, we got a lot of comparisons to like pavement, uh, some modest mouse, I guess. Uh, yeah. Pavement's so good. I love me some pavement. Well, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. So uh, has the but I did not use the space echo with the band. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we we did we did a lot of um, like international touring and stuff like that. So it wasn't really like a practical piece of gear yeah, to bring sure. around. It'd be tough to tour yeah. with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And from the looks of uh, you know some of the shots that you have on your Instagram, you've got a pretty sweet uh, studio setup. I mean, it is it is really a rather beautiful uh, studio. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's getting there. Yeah. It's like, so um, my wife and I are currently in a, uh, it's a one room apartment basically that we also work out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is exceptional with, with plants. So we have plants everywhere. They fill up the whole place. And also she has just like a really good eye for design and like fun, cool stuff. And, you know, like since she makes ceramics, there's a lot of her stuff and she has a lot of friends who make nice things. So we have a lot of these like beautiful objects around those sort of things really kind of help make a space like a studio space or anything like that feel um, special. Right. And like a place you want to be, it's like an inspiring place. Um, Besides the gear itself. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Your wife sounds like a hell of a catch, man. (laughs) She is. That's pretty uh, awesome. That's pretty awesome. Solid. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. And now one thing I like about the plant a lot of studios we see it's it's an artificial sound dampening all over the place, right? Right. But plants do that automatically. Yeah, I think really they probably do. Cool. Yeah, suck up a little, little high Deflect. end. Deflect. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving out on that. Four, stuff, four on the floor. Yes. Four on the floor. <laughs> Back to that on this week's all plant right. podcast. Jeez, all right, what you got for number two? Uh, number two. Uh, I'll keep it in the. You already brought it there, but the Echoplex. Ah, I would say that's damn. that's my two second fake four on the floor that you're gonna let slide. Okay. And what yeah. what, what do you uh, also, love about that? Also, just special. I, I mean, you know, tape delays are really interesting pieces of gear. I you know I don't know what else to say about it. It's just uh, the preamp on it. It sounds amazing. The delay itself is just voiced really nicely works with like any amp 
any gear. I don't know. It's great. It's really good. No, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just a classic sound. I mean, yeah. What more can you say? I, I don't, yeah, that's the thing. There's not really much to, else to say. Now, are you <laughs> one that uh, prefers the sound of kind of a worn tape, or do you like to keep your tape pretty fresh so that it's kind of repeating well? Um, very good question. You know, I have, um, my Space Echo has a very worn tape, okay. and the Echoplex has a very clean tape. Uh, and I like being able to sort of mess with them in different ways. Okay. That, that was going to be a little my follow-up tiny question bit of, is how you would, you know, do you use those two pedals, or well, not pedals, but effect. two pieces of equipment together, or do you use them for different things? Uh, I do kind of a mix, actually. Okay. I mean, sometimes I, I'll i use them in series, um, or I'll put pedals, like, between them, or, uh, like, I, I'm a fan of changing, you know, the the order of things up all the time and just changing my stuff up. Again, you know, like, since I was in a band that, we toured a lot. I didn't really like change my setup too much just because mm-hmm. what I had was cool and it worked well. And, you know, I was super comfortable using everything the way it all works together in the set. Um, but when I'm at home, I mean, I change the order of stuff every single time I sit down, probably <laughs> take a <laughs> okay. couple minutes and just like, you know, oh, the space echoes first and then uh, the Echoplex is last. And then, you know, I'll put some gain pedals before one and, you know, sandwich them or uh, take like the, you know, I have a biphase and I'll just like throw the two outputs and run those in stereo. Like there's a lot of really interesting stuff you can do um, with the two of them together. I would guess that as someone who is actually creating devices, that that is maybe one of the best ways to draw new inspiration by just going, what happens if I do this? Definitely. Also, yeah. I suspect that you are collecting these larger devices so that you have somewhere to put the plants on. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> or to hold big yeah. piles of paper in place. <laughs> All the schematics. I mean, can we just are there table legs extending from the bottom of any of those? <laughs> All right. What do you have for number three, sir? All right. Number three. Um, I think uh, another kind of weird one, but the um, 4MS uh, noise noise wash noise wash. I don't know noise wash. I think it's actually how it is. Uh, it's just a real weird like fuzz pedal. Um, I don't know if you know the company 4MS. They mostly do um, modular stuff now, but they had a lot of like good DIY. Um, information out there like creative commons type stuff for a really long time like mm. when i first got into making pedals and um just they had a lot of interesting unique takes on how to do things like sort of modular designs of pedals so like a lot of them had like um let's say the fuzz you could it was, it was well documented like how to add like an lfo on it or add some other thing like mm-hmm. some weird tone control or something like that so there's lots of like ways to make something your own it's like so an analog zoya yeah kind of uh, ish i'm gonna say no but yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the first time that's happened on this show. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you you're exactly <laughs> wrong <laughs> you know you gave me the space echo i'll give you this one <laughs> uh yeah, but as like a DIY, you know, like when you first are starting out as a 
DIY person, um, that sort of information out there is really exciting and, and super fun. And um, it was always like presented in a pretty accessible way too. So it's good, good, a really interesting pedal that I've always, I've always liked. Awesome. It looks terrifying. Just from yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that I I don't know that uh, yeah that would uh, whew, I would it's need an that in a bottle thing, of Excedrin yeah. I think yeah. So what's what's number four? Number four, um, the Fairfield Circuitry Shallow Water, um, Ooh. which mm-hmm. is a beautiful pedal. I mean, Fairfield Circuitry is a really amazing company. Um, I like. I have a bunch of their stuff i've always really liked their aesthetic uh, yes both, i agree yeah you know visually and sonically um really really nice uh uh the right word is um i can't find it but just well thought out things um and the shallow water is like right up there so it's a as for what it is for anyone who doesn't know it's a like a random vibrato um and also low pass gate which um, mm. that's a design that's more commonly used in uh, modular synth and the Eurorack world, but it's a, uh, I'll probably get this wrong exactly, but it's sort of like a, I guess the easiest way to think of it is like a low pass filter um, and also a VCA, which is a voltage controlled amplifier. So it's sort of like, uh, I don't know the best way to even say it, but yeah. So does it react to like your picking or the volume yeah, so coming an, out of your guitar? Yeah, so there's envelope control over the over that low pass gate. Okay. So basically the harder you play, the more it opens up and and the brighter it gets. And on quieter stuff, it almost acts like a noise gate. Okay. Um and it, but it changes the tone of it as well. So it's it's Ooh. just a, a really nice piece of gear. So one way I've used it kind of recently I've been making little uh, like little videos on Instagram just for myself also to like like you were saying before about it, you know putting different stuff it's a good way to get new inspiration and new ideas so I've been trying to do that <laughs> sorry to trying to do it every day but that's hard to do mm. um, so now I just do it whenever I can but um, one one thing I did was using space echo and the echoplex with the um, shallow water in between them oh wow and I set the uh, the low pass gate to so that it would with a, a long repeats before it, but it would shut. It would sort of like shut down halfway through the repeats. But if I played harder, I could get more repeats to ring out. So it it was Ooh. it was this really nice like play with with the pedals. I and like really, that. I yeah, like that fun. idea. I feel like there'd be yeah. a lot of movement there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The repeats with the with the attack. I that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Made me happy. Awesome, man. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, that's an excellent four on the floor. That's those are that's four fresh ones that we haven't had on. That's uh No. Usually we get one that's been on, but um uh wow, that's really cool. All right. Nobody's talked about a space echo before? Come on. No nope. an echo play. I don't, I don't think that, it is. neither one of those have made it to the list. I think <laughs> mostly because people don't look at it as a pedal. Yeah, they were afraid to push the envelope. Oh, yes. those people are... Uh, no pun fools. intended there. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Um, so, Brian Hamilton of Small Sound, Big Sound, before yep. we get into your interview, I, I just got to ask, w- w- what makes you upset? 
like like what what is i'm trying to imagine an upset you right um (laughs) questions like not much to be honest he is really upset right now (laughs) believe it or not Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm Cl- not close much. friends of Brian Hamilton are going. Oh, dang! Todd's getting lambasted. <laughs> <Yeah. right now. laughs> He's off, Todd. <laughs> are, are you okay? <laughs> well, you know, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Well, that's cool. It's nice to have someone relaxed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was not always so relaxed. So no, I'm, I'm happy if this is who I am now. Excellent. Good. We're happy too. Yeah. I suspect it's the plants and the white. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I, I agree. And total, the cat. Total feng shui. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. I, I find you to be a, a pretty interesting cat in the, the pedal community. You're not like screaming guitar pedal stuff. You're making right. pedals and they sound mm-hmm. awesome. But Thanks. You, you're not beating over the everybody over the head with like guitars, guitars, guitars. And that's kind of... Different. Well, it probably helps that I don't really play guitar. And that might be a reason. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I play a little bit. I mean, I can play enough to play by myself. To make the and sounds. Enjoy it and make a sound, yeah. Yeah. Play with a you know looper, but so are you primarily a keyboard player or yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean I love guitars. I have a bunch of guitars, so I mean I feel like I understand certain things about guitars enough. <laughs> We're, we're exactly the same, except I can't play keyboards either. So, <laughs> uh, oh boy. well, that was you know we were just up in uh, Cleveland at Doctor Z, yeah, and he doesn't play guitar. He's, he's a drummer. He's a drummer. Nice. And and you know I, I I kind of Leo didn't play guitar. Yeah, I said, well, how does a drummer? And then he says, uh, did you ever hear of Jim Marshall? <laughs> and Jim Marshall, yes, was a drummer too. I mean, that's kind of weird to think about. Those are some big names that didn't play guitar. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's crazy. Wow, you were at, you you just got you just got name dropped with Jim Marshall, Doctor Z, and Leo Fender. That's not bad, man. I'll take it. You're in good company. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, help us understand. Walk us through where uh, Guitar World meets Brian Hamilton. So, I went to Berkeley School of Music, um, which is an interesting place to go to. Mm-hmm. And um, when I f- went to school there, I just started playing piano. Um, so, I was sort of in like a weird, really weird place. I sort of had a lot of theory stuff down, but not a lot of um, performance uh, confidence um, and also ability. So I started playing with some people that I met and um, it, just everything was super new to me. I had like played with people just a little bit in high school, like barely at all. Um, and one of the dudes that I was playing with, he... I didn't even know that he's like, he was a phenomenal guitarist. I mean, he was, he, he went on to do a lot of really cool stuff. He was like, played a backing band for like Khaki King. And, um, I think maybe he may have done some stuff with like Buckethead or something, but he's just like a super prolific guitarist. I mean, he's, he's one of those people who you could play like, you know, John McLaughlin, but also, uh, like Bill Frizzell and also like Slayer. He's just like one of these people who's a freak. Um, and he was super into pedals, um, 
but he didn't have a ton of like really crazy like boutique stuff but he just had some um like regular th- stuff and he just used it really really well um and it sort of made me really excited about using that stuff on keyboards and um in our band I played Rhodes uh and I was I don't know I just was trying trying different pedals and stuff and nothing was really super exciting to me um until I got a death by audio uh, Total Sonic Annihilation. That was one of my first boutique <laughs> pedals I ever got. Are you kidding me? That's like the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, wow. I mean, I you know, I I went to I was I was at Berkeley studying like sound design and stuff like that. So I understood all the concepts of like how to use this stuff in a um, different way. So to me, that was like not a weird idea at all. The feedback mm-hmm. loop, it was like a no brainer. So you know, the first thing I did was plug in like my reverb pedal and like, you know, uh, a little, like a little keyboard and some like fuzz and make, you know, I was like instant fake, like cigarose vibes mm-hmm. and it was great. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, how I, got now started I get it. it. I get it. I get it. Yes. But yeah. it's just kind of funny because small, uh, uh, not your small sound, big sound, but death by yeah. audio is like, that's noise. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, name is very descriptive of yes, sound. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, and 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 the two. I don't think that's the first time those two have ever been mentioned in the history of mankind. By the way, a, a Rhodes and a uh, <laughs> Death by Audio. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, you so you get your first boutique pedal. You've got your friend who's like an amazing player. I'm assuming that prompted your, you know, your entry into the the, the actual pedal world. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's because I was also, like I said, I was doing sound design stuff, um, and I was definitely super interested in sound um, in general, and uh, but I, I and I really wanted to make like build myself like a Eurorack system or something like that, like a modular system. But you know, I'm uh, this was a a little bit of a while ago. I'm 36 now, so. Um, the world of <laughs> pedals and modular stuff was not as deep as it is now. Uh, and to get into a modular sense at the time, you know, I was like a broke college student, so it wasn't really like the easiest, most accessible thing for me. Um, so I did the, you know, the most natural thing, which was try to like uh, circuit bend some keyboards and like, you know, crappy, crappy pedals like a DS1 or something like that. Not that it's crappy. Just has a specific place, uh, so all that stuff would just sort of led me to to get you know actually like building guitar pedals because I felt like you know I didn't have a a, a background uh, in electronics, but I understood the concepts of the modular design, signal flow, stuff like that. So um, I just had to try to build some stuff to actually learn it hmm. because I you know the circuit bending is is like you know it's like Walking in the dark, you don't really know what's going on. You're just poking things together. It's cool. Sometimes you can make some really interesting sounds, but um, it's a little frustrating. And I wanted to learn a little more. Well, that's a good way to do it. Do yeah. it by doing it. Do it by doing it. What was the first birth that came out of that work? I think the first thing I made was a green ringer, which is like an octave up kind of design. Is that the Dan but, Armstrong one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Earthquaker Devices Tentacle, I think, is... Mm-hmm in the in that world um very similar yeah 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 
it's cool. It's super easy. It's like a really nice intro build. I think a lot of people, I was big into the DIY stomp boxes world at the time, um, which is like a super great um, DIY forum that a lot of, it's still super uh, active. And what's that? One, one more time. What's that called? So I thought you were just saying, like, generally speaking, the DIY stomp box world. But oh no, no, no. So DIY dot com. Oh yeah, okay. And I think a lot of people on like th- that was like a thing for definitely at the time. I feel like a lot of people were making that as like a first build or like an early build. That and like a you know electroharmonics like LPB one or like a mm-hmm. boost or something like that. Yeah. But. I mean, I kind of like quick, very quickly decided to make super complicated stuff <laughs> for myself. Of course. Just because, you know, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like very similar as to how things went with me and music. Like, so I had a ton of theoretical knowledge about um, music, but I did not have the physical capabilities and when I was sort of getting into guitar pedals, I was like, I had this theoretical knowledge of how sound worked, but I didn't have the, you know, the, the electronics chops. So like, I just immediately was like, Oh, I want all this like crazy stuff to happen. And, uh, it was hard to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't always go as planned. We've mentioned this several times, but here's another person who has created a successful business and found a unique voice in the pedal world that has started from. I think I just want to. I just want to see what this is like. I want to. I want to explore. I want to start yeah. with the DIY stompbox. I'm not an electronics master. Some people have that, and that's great if you have that. But if you don't, it's still possible. I mean, you know, I feel like it's very similar to bands or music or whatever. You know, it's like you don't have to be the best musician to make music that people like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you don't have to be the best electronics person to make circuits that people like. It certainly helps for if you want to make more complex designs or more unique designs, certainly like having knowledge is extremely important. Sure. But, but it's but, not prohibitive. You know, it's not prohibitive. Not by any means, no. That kind of reminds me of... Um... I think I think most of America should have been forced to watch this to be honest if they haven't already but in the era of like the voice and all of the I can sing therefore I should be famous right. kind of thing they did a like a mock up parody where they had John Lennon in his solo era and he was singing but they put it like if he was on the voice so they had the judges <laughs> sitting there listening and everything and they all and none of them rang the buzzer or anything like that and then at the end you could tell it was like it, it probably was from for like a TV recording and it was like you know an outtake or something because at the end he just stopped and he was like I think he was might have been even chewing gum and he was just kind of like looking around it was so on point ah. Like, of I think about all the like all the people who we love their playing, their playing style or their singing style or what their musicianship that are not textbook awesome, but we love that of them. I think that's one of the things in the pedal world personally that I respond to. I know that there is a huge amount of boss love, right? And boss has a has a definite place in the world. It's just sort of almost clinical or robotic sounding. There's something about that to me. In certain instances, that's what you want. That's what you need. Yeah. I'm not knocking it at all. Just I am not knocking boss pedals, everybody. 
but I'm just simply saying that. Would you like those, a shovel to dig in a those, little deeper? Those are like technically perfect things, right? And so when you get those technical imperfections, or you get somebody who's using like I uh, on eBay, I want a box of um, resistors from 1962, and I put those in all my pedals or something. But that's not that's not dissimilar from somebody buying a you know brand new factory Fender or Gibson versus someone who goes to buy a boutique guitar. Right. There's something I think in the DNA of the instrument or the in this case the pedal that uh, is attractive to right. to a certain group of people. There's plenty of other people that are very yeah. happy to buy a brand new Gibson or a Fender. But I think a lot of us like the idea that, you know, one, we can get to know the builder. Mm -hmm. And if there's something special that we want, it's not a big deal to maybe make a change. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a, there's a more of a one-to-one connection with, yeah. a, with a smaller builder or a boutique builder than there would be to a, a bigger company. Yeah. Definitely. And, I mean, I think there's also the idea of supporting other independent artists and musicians makers you know anyone like that is really you know especially in this day and age i feel like it's extremely important to support those people hugely and yeah. i mean small builders are just they're just you know normal people yeah. <laughs> just like just generally just some musician who's like psyched about something and they're trying to like make it work you know right yeah um i feel like those are the people that definitely should get support again i also I love boss pedals. I mean, I, you know, I kind of like all, I don't think there's a reason to dislike many pedals, to be honest, unless you have like personal, uh, you know, reasons behind disliking a company. Right. Um, right. Or yeah, you just try something, you don't really like the way it sounds, but, um, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, I, I totally get you. And, and I appreciate you helping me to not dig a grave there. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was about to start digging yeah. myself into one. <laughs> I think, you know, when it, when it comes to boss pedals, if you want to try out a certain effect, they typically are the standard. So if you yeah, want to know yeah, yeah. what delay sounds like, go get a boss delay. And you may not like sure. it, but at least you know what that effect sounds like. You know what you like, you know what you don't like. And then you can explore a little further and find that boutique builder that tweaked everything just baseline. enough. That is, it is baseline. Right. Everything is right. baseline. Yeah, I mean they have to they have to market to every guitarist, so yeah, they're making the concessions along the yeah. way. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's just it's boutique makers. It's like the indie, you know, the independent bands that are weird that not everyone's going to like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just the easiest way of thinking about it. Yeah. Well said. Uh, and, and in speaking with the getting to know and, and uh, reach and connecting with the pedal builders, like, we've got your pedals right in front of us, and we're talking directly to you, and that's pretty dang cool. Yeah, but have you tried giving Boss a call? Uh, no. I, they won't return Todd's calls. I, <laughs> few people do. They, they, they have them blocked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you tried to call him? No, no. Yeah, for, probably for the same reason. They're number four on my speed. Dial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right next to poison control. That's right. Uh, anyways, we've got. Uh, okay, so Brian was kind enough to send us two pedals to play with. Uh, one of them is this Sparkle 
I don't know if this is technically shell pink, but it's a pale it's, pink. It's, it's like a, it's, a sparkly it's, it's shell pink. pink. It's shell pink, yeah. This is the mini. It's just smaller than the other one, but it's not micro. It's sort of MXR size, right? Yeah, it's stock. It's, uh, I mean, it's a normal size pedal. Yeah, <laughs> it's a normal-ish size pedal. Why do you have to pick on the guest? Man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> this, uh, I, I, I plugged I this in like and this I, I didn't stop playing for a long time. Yeah. Legit. Nice. And I was I, I was af- sent- I was afraid of the other one. The other <laughs> one struck fear into my soul. <laughs> yes. But it's not um, really as complicated as it looks. Well, no, but, it, but, but I understand. It, just the sounds yeah. that were coming out of it frightened. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let's get to that in a second. Okay, let's talk so, about the mini. So this is the mini. Uh, we had Pusheen on. Pusheen? Pusheen. Uh, oh, yeah. Of famed internet fame. <laughs> yeah. And so his favorite, his his number one four on the floor was was your uh, custom-made F-U-C-K drive with um, nice. Homie from A Christmas Story on it, which I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I was really excited to try this one out because you added a few different things. This is kind of an unassuming pedal, partially because of the size, also because of the design. It's sort of simple. Hey, folks out there, I'm telling you, listen to me right now. (laughs) This makes some freaking amazing noise. I might say righteous. Righteous. Legit. Mm. I love this pedal. Wow. So... I'm going to I'm going to just mention the thing that I found to be the most delightful part on that and that's the bias knob on an overdrive. Right. What was the genesis of that? So the other pedal you were speaking of earlier, mm-hmm. the F overdrive, mm-hmm. um that pedal I made with some very specific design ideas in mind. Um and a lot of people liked it but um sort of wanted a version of that pedal that didn't have some of those design ideas mm-hmm. uh so essentially the the mini was my um mini version of that pedal mm-hmm. so that's where the name came from and i just was not really feeling any other names at the time um <laughs> so <laughs> I, I i would love to see the <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, piece of paper that had all the, all the uh, options for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just blank, blank yeah, piece yeah. of paper. Yeah. One word um, at the top. Yeah. It it's right next been to like small the, son, the big Levi son. Levin or like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> go on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be the next one. Really? Levi Levin. <laughs> Oh boy, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. maybe we could do a special uh, guitar knobs version. <laughs> oh my god! There we go. <laughs> I got this. So, right so can you can you explain? I'm happy what, this is recorded, so yeah. we can. Yeah, okay. Can Can you briefly explain what that what the bias knob actually does? I mean, is it changing voltage into sure. the transistor or what? Yeah. So basically, the um, the other pedal uh, uses envelope control um, to basically change uh, to, to do what the bias knob is doing. Okay. Um, there's some other tweaks in the circuit that make it slightly different, uh, different enough to where I think that they stand on their own. But that's the basic gist of it is that, um, yeah, the bias knob is just changing voltage and one of the, just part of the circuit. Um, I found that to be the best situation rather than like a global control where like a starve control that changes the voltage for the entire thing or something like that. Okay. Which also sounds nice, but it's just very different. 
a lot of yes. times you get like a very uh like a lots of softening um in a way of your sound which was not necessarily what i wanted with this agreed um, i think the the starve on things can be I either like the sound or i don't and then it becomes either a loved or wasted knob right i mean the other pedal i sent you also has a control like that so i mean yeah um it's it's something i like i think it's an interesting way of it's something i've always liked because i feel like it's a way of sort of shifting all of your controls in a different way yeah and i feel like that's the most interesting way of looking at it yeah because Sort of like you have, you know, all your controls do this one thing. Like gain knob controls your gain, your tone controls controls your tone, etc. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you have another control that sort of like changes how everything works, uh, or it just shifts all those things, it just opens up mm-hmm. a lot of new possibilities. Now, from a sonic standpoint, the way that I was describing this to Tony, because I'm a layman, when I go to the right on the bias. I yeah. got tighter gain sound. Yeah. And when I went to the left, it became a more open, thicker hairs and less of them. Mm. And to the right is right. thinner hairs and more of them. Yeah. That's the way that I see uh, I like gain. That, I don't know how else to that, explain that's that. That's a good way to... Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I like that explanation. I, I was really excited when I was playing with this because it made my tone. I still had, I still maintained my tone. I play stuff that's... I mean, it's, it's, I guess, relatively straight ahead, whatever that means. I try to get a as unique of a tone as I can with like subtle harmonics and stuff coming out. Sure. But this allowed a new sound within that sound. And I hadn't found a pedal to, to make that happen up to this point. So thank you. That was really Sweet. cool. Now I've discovered something awesome. You're welcome. Uh, then you got obviously bass and treble on there. Uh, maybe it's just me, and maybe I was just enamored at the time, and you know, the the club lights hadn't come on yet. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 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 but the uh, the bass that, and the that was, treble, that was sick. yeah, were they were in very very interactive. Like bass up and down wasn't just simply based up and down. It was like those two were very much reactive against each other. You're very perceptive. Um, so the bass control is uh, it's after, it's pre-gain basically. So, um, you know, a lot of other pedals uh, will have a bass control at the end of a pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe they'll have like a, usually like a depth control on a gain pedal. Usually they call it depth or like fatness or something like that. I don't know, whatever. Um, and that's usually some sort of input base. So generally, uh, you know, on any sort of gained thing, whether it's an amp or a, a distortion pedal or something, the more bass you push into it, um, usually like the f- uh, flabbier it sounds and, I don't know. There's a lot of adjectives people use, yeah. but <laughs> but generally, yeah, it's like it can get boomy and like the gain gets more saturated in a different way than mm-hmm. uh, if you cut a lot of the bass. So I like a personally. I'm I'm a huge fan of bass controls mm-hmm. in that situation because again, it leaves you. It's sort of like the idea of the of a you know some sort of bias control with that's sort of shifting the way your other controls work. The bass controls kind of that pre-gain bass control kind of does that as well. Yeah. 
So if you have the gain all the way up, you could turn down the bass and like it actually you know cleans up the pedal quite a bit, which is kind of interesting. Maybe that's not what you always want, but that's what this does. I think it's really helpful for a live situation because you can you can control your bass and still maintain that sort of like mid area that you want to play in as a guitar player in a live situation without overriding everything with bass and the treble how does that uh, is that working in the same way and it's just super simple like uh, a passive low pass filter at the end of the at the output of the pedal okay. so it's nothing fancy it just rolls off some highs i mean I, I wanted it to be like more subtle i mean i know there's some range to it for sure and yeah like it's it but i want it to feel more like a you know, a tone knob on your guitar or something like that, rather than like this really intense control. Yeah, you're not. At, it's not that you're adding trouble. It doesn't add anything. Yeah, no, no it doesn't. If add. you if it you dime it, it's like okay. that is the most trouble that you can have. It, yes. but it's not boosting it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same with the bass. The bass is doing the same thing. The bass is also a passive control. I mean, I know that you know active controls are are really powerful and super useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am a a fan of passive tone controls when possible. I just they feel very natural in in a lot of instances, and mm-hmm. it's what a lot of people are used to already with like guitars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it to me it, it always feels feels good. I gotta tell you, man, I responded to this pedal like in a big way. So nice. Um, hopefully, if it, by the way, everybody following along, if you're you know if unless you're driving, uh, where can they go check out what we're talking about right now on Instagram? Instagram uh, slash small sign big sound or whatever my handle is small sign big sound on Instagram Facebook all the things okay cool uh, and you know on my website which is the same small sign big sound.com yeah. thankfully no one else has that name I was just gonna say that <laughs> you got all the stuff uh, that's great now uh, this other one that you sent us real quick here um, and and I need I need to make a disclaimer. If if you saw my unboxing video, anybody out there on Instagram, if you haven't seen it, take a minute to watch it because I put you know I, I put some effort in it. I'm just saying you know I try to give the love to the back to the videos, but I made a reference to a Chico stick, and I had a few people that were like what's what did you what did you say? It's a Chico stick. What's a Chico stick? And uh, Tony, you know what a Chico stick is. I have no idea what you're no, talking about. No, you've got to be kidding me. John? Chico. How do you guys not know what Chico stick is? Well, it's like a weird Midwest thing. Uh, are are you? No, no, well, he's not from the a, Midwest, old, so don't old, lump us in with him. It's an older candy oh, I'm sorry, thing. I'm, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a California kid. I have oh, you mean like oh, chicklets? Okay. No, not, no, that's gum. Oh. Chico stick. <laughs> Is so next time you go to the to the old uh, truck stop on your way, ye old truck stop. A Chico <laughs> stick <laughs> is like the inside is kind of like a Butterfinger, but then it's coated in this orange stuff oh, that I don't yeah. know what flavor it is, and then like toasted like yeah, coconutty like stuff on, on the yeah, outside. Okay, they're amazing. I got you. I have no oh, idea. I've never seen that. I don't I care like. for coconuts. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture right now, and it's yeah. very interesting. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like you have one. <laughs> if, if you have one Chico stick, you're like, all right, I'm in. That's this is thing. like very. This is old school candy. It kind of is. It. Yeah, that's what I like lived on in Little League when I was a kid. <laughs> that's what Tony <laughs> grew up on. Yeah, yeah, that's why I messed up. Um, 
Anyway, so I just need. I to had give so it many that, that I completely blotted them from my memory. <laughs> yeah. So I OD'd on Chico sticks. So you have this. Oh, pedal. there's a sugar-free version of the candy. Is oh, there really? We're going yeah. for it. What kind of a world is there? Sugar-free yeah, that's, candy. Yeah. That's kind of messed yeah. up. That sugar-free Chico sticks. That, that sounds gross. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to the <laughs> on this week's Chico stick <laughs> yeah. broadcast. And vintage candy stuff. Um, plants and plants and candy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wash it down with a nice stick of violet gum. Okay. And a little bit of tab. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you've got the small sound, big sound buzz. What is yep. this coral on the front of this? It looks like coral. Or capillaries. Uh, I can't yeah. really tell. No, it is kind of a coral-esque thing. I don't re- honestly. I don't remember the source material for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that same with the F overdrive. It was like images that I kind of played around with, and then used like a very small section of some other image, and uh, sort of like warped it to get a thing. So it might be coral, but I don't. Might not be. I think it might be from a mushroom or something like a. <laughs> drawing of a mushroom i honestly don't remember at this point yeah um but i just like kind of changed it and stuff to is it possibly a bunch of chicka sticks no definitely not unless you left Uh, them in your bag for weeks (laughs) anyways okay so this is this pedal right here um so this is a, a double foot switch pedal uh you've got bypass and then engage the other stuff we're not gonna go like switch by switch through this thing. We'll just do a couple highlights. No. But I will say, sure. this makes a crap ton of different kinds of noises. It's it's scary. It's pretty... Yeah, there's some scary stuff on here, but there's some sweet stuff, too. I was, scary and sweet. I, like was, I was more scared. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm easily frightened. <laughs> what was the genesis of this pedal, Brian? Um, okay, so this is not... Uh, the most unique thing I make, but I enjoy it. So that's why I sent it to you. Uh, so it, it is, has its roots in a super fuzz. Um, so it does a lot of super fuzz things. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those which, who don't so, know what the super fuzz is, you've probably seen pictures on the internet of a really yep, cool, it's an octave fuzz. Yep. With the, uh, yeah. with the blue, blue and orange pedal that oh, yeah. looks really cool. It's, and it's totally Super cost huge. prohibitive. <laughs> but yep. go on, yes. Yeah, so I, I you know, it's uh, I'm a big fan of the the different textures mostly that um, octave fuzzes give, and also that was like I said, you know, the Green Ringer that was like one of the first things I ever made, and um, I was always kind of enamored by uh yeah just like really interesting textures you get especially with like different chords and things like that um sounds that i would also just wasn't used to with other stuff other gear uh especially on keyboards um some very interesting sounds you can get so for the buzz um i was just really excited about some of the like low gain kind of uh, octave up sounds. Mm-hmm. It's like very wet, kind of like weird. Uh, I don't even know how to explain that, but it's kind of a wet sound, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, at least but it's it didn't really say nice. moist. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't do that to your audience. <laughs> okay. I'm not a monster. <laughs> moist. moist. 
okay, a couple really interesting things here. I love the idea of being able to switch between germanium and silicone diodes. And boy, oh boy, can you tell this is this is one of the more pronounced switches that allow you to do that that I've that I've encountered. Like plugging this in is like wow, that's radically different. Yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but when I uh, but I really yeah I really like the classic you know germanium sound. Uh, it's smoother. Uh, there's like way less output. Um, but there's just something about the the, the silicon diodes I use are uh, a particular voltage uh, Zener diode. So they have a, a much higher output, especially than like a standard um, silicon diode does. Mm. It, so it's closer to like, it's closer to no diodes or something than, than silicon diodes. Mm-hmm. But there's still a bit of that compression that is added in. Mm-hmm. So similarly, I, there's a couple settings that I find are really interesting with that which are like I was saying before, sort of the low gain. Um, the so the also the you know I'll, I'll add the gain switch on Buzz um, kind of does a weird thing where it flips some of the transistors around um, that are in the. Uh, I'll give away all the secret sauce here, but um, <laughs> that are in the uh, rectifying section of the circuit, which is what creates the octave up. So it flips those transistors around, um, and it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. And, and having the having the uh, the option to to get some octaveness in there is really cool. And it's it. I didn't find it to be a, an obnoxious octave. Uh, it was very tasteful. It was like just. It's almost like a cocked wah kind of thing. Yeah, there's some of that for sure. Yeah, superfuzz is yeah. It's a very it's a nice sounding octave. It's different than like the the other ones that are out there. Yeah, but they all have their own thing. Very very cool. Very versatile pedal. There are so many different sounds that you can get out of that thing. To, you also have Team Awesome Fuzz Machine. At least this is what's on your site currently right now. It's a bass fuzz. Um, I mean, I made it originally for bassists. Uh, has clean blend. Some other stuff going on. It's got a gated mode. It's nice. I know that in my current band, I we must have tried out four or five different bass fuzzes, and for whatever reason, man, it, it's just hard to find one that works well, especially with the kind of bass amp that someone's using. I think that yeah. that is the big key. It's like it may be a great pedal on its own, but depending on what you're plugging into, could have a radically different effect. Yeah, I mean the the, the whole bass world is like something I'm not super comfortable with, to be honest, because I know that bassists are a very particular bunch, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when it comes to amps and and stuff like that. So, I mean, thankfully now there's you know at the time when I made the Team Awesome though there wasn't a lot of totally bass specific fuzz options, but I mean now there's a lot of really interesting people doing like very bass specific pedals and people who are bassists like right. you know fuzz Rocious, ryan from fuzz Rocious and damnation audio you know it's like there's a lot of companies that have bassists who are making the pedals and they understand what their needs are so right you know not to tear my own pedal down but <laughs> <laughs> I, I still really like mine but i think it's it's cool that there's a lot of options now yeah uh, 
that didn't didn't used to exist. Well, uh, dude, thank you so much for sharing your wares with us and uh, sharing your story. We have got a little thing called. Would you Wow, that sounded kind of like an air raid siren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I I think this is interesting that when, when other people are asked to do it, nobody actually un like nobody does it straight. They always kind of like play it off a little bit because I think maybe that it, 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 people are just honoring like, hey, you know what? Uh, you know Jared, the bar has been thing. set, yeah, and, and you can't mess with something that's that's a class. Jared is the boss pedal of Would You Rather, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay so the would you rather for today is all right this is from uh executive producer martin cliff would you rather have a large collection of nice guitars that you don't play very often or just a few choice pieces that make you feel warm and tingly inside that's a good one thanks to martin cliff for sending that in he has been a longtime supporter of our show. Uh, so Martin, he's actually out there in Hong Kong, like uh, teaching music. Oh, really? Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good for he's him. He's internationally known. All right. <laughs> Tony Baloney. Well, since I already have a large okay. collection that yes. I don't play a lot. Polish your trophy elsewhere, brother. Let me show you my trophy. Um, you know, I think, uh, and the older that I get, the more I realize, and I, we talked at the Akron show this weekend, uh, that I think what I, I'm getting to a point where I want to sell off a bunch of things that I have and, you know, get the collection down to maybe 10 or 12 guitars. And that would be... You better start showing me that sales sheet there. <laughs> you can come over anytime. I do. You Cash never in show hand. Them. Cash on the barrel. All right. Um, but but I, the the older that I get, the more I realize that I think it's better to have fewer really choice instruments. Because I I mean I I, I do feel guilty sometimes that I some of these cases I haven't cracked open in a year, maybe longer in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know I I think it's better to have fewer instruments that are of superior quality and actually mean something to you than to have a bunch that. You never get to play. Okay. I can dig that. I, I would have to agree with uh, Tony. Um, and in fact, I've actually taken steps to address that. I've sold three guitars since the last time I sat down in here. Holy so, moly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It, it, it kills me to have equipment, particularly a musical instrument that is just sitting around collecting dust when somebody else could be using that. So I would much mm. rather have one, two, three, four guitars that I use every single day or every other day or whatever the case may be than have, you know, 10, 15, 20 that I'm only ever using the one, two, three, four that mm-hmm. I use every yeah. day. So no, it's, 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 it's a lot of math. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian, how about yourself? If you were a guitar player. Yes. <laughs> well, I can. I mean, you could transpose this idea to any gear, really. But, yeah, totally. Because uh, I feel that. But okay, I have a lot of stuff, certainly. But I also feel like I would definitely rather just a couple things, because uh, I feel like 
you're always defined by you know your limitations. So I feel like if you just have a couple things, you're limited. You just figure out how to do the best thing you can with those. And I feel like that's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, we all yeah. started with you know one, one, one. Yeah. Then it was two, yeah. and then it was yeah. many more. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Todd, how about is, you? This is tough. Oh, this is real tough. Come on, we know the well, answer. You know what? I'm gonna go for. Um, I'm gonna go for having a lot. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, because I haven't had a lot, so I haven't got there yet. I'm not at the stage uh, where I can be like, "Yeah, I really need to thin down my herd." You know, okay. the the I when I see that on Craigslist, it makes me I have all kinds of different emotions. Thinning out the herd need to sell this. I'm like, oh wow, sorry for your herd. Um, <laughs> You know, but yeah, there are many. I would love to have them just because a, even if I'm not playing them, I have such a true appreciation for the artistry uh, and the and, and and the aesthetic of a guitar. I, I, they're mind blowing. I I will sit in my chair in my house and just be hanging out, and I will just sit there and be looking at them. That's a that's a real thing. I'm not making that up, and I I'm in awe of of this machine. So I want more of them. <laughs> all right. But but they'd all be black and gold, right? <laughs> no, black no, with no, gold only sparkles. the ones no, only the ones that I'm playing in my band. Uh, I'm I'm open to other stuff, okay. I'm telling you. So Stratocaster. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Total 80 strats. Nope. Nope. That's a nope. Uh anyways, all right. Well, that was a whole lot of fun. Now, uh really quickly, Brian. Yo. <laughs> yeah uh, by the way um every time i hear you do that like it's not exactly on par but vince garaldi is on at my house probably 90 percent of the time that i'm actually there hmm. nice yeah that's my that is my house music i Wait, what did i do you just did a little tinkle on the keys there oh yeah you know, I was gonna play during the whole like, you know, kind of like opening part where you guys were talking, but I thought that would be kind of weird. All right, Brian, small sound, big sound. Where can people buy your wares? Find it on the internet, smallsoundbigsound.com. There's uh, direct purchases and also a list of retailers. Also, we're gonna do a really fun guitar knobs special promotional thing which i haven't figured out yet but i think it's going to be the levi lovin black and gold mini that will be available at some point wait are you serious Probably on reverb.com <laughs> oh yeah. wow are you you got no you, for real yeah that's amazing oh my god yeah let's do it let's go for it you can that's leave this whole awesome. part in too um yeah and i'll, I'll do it on reverb.com so it'll just be a thing Oh, man, I don't think there'll be a so code. Cool. It'll just be a weird, weird, random thing. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. that. That's fantastic. You know, I do it. I do it for you. Oh man, I, I am honored. I am like humongously honored. Thank you. That's so cool. No, I'm honored. Um, oh, and then also last thing, which is exciting, and that we didn't talk about. I wanted to talk about it, but I forgot. Uh, and now I'm talking about it is my wife and I, who I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. we're going to open a store. <laughs> uh, we're opening a store in Philadelphia, uh, probably oh, wow. in the next 
few months, I would say, uh, spring, summer, early summer, maybe, um, a brick and mortar, uh, I believe it will be called sound objects. Um, Ooh. it's like a working title, uh, a lot of layers with that name. Um, it'll be guitar pedals and, uh, hopefully modular synth stuff and also ceramics nice. and some other oh, things. Wow. That's it. What part of Philly? It'll be thinking? cool. Uh, Fishtown. Okay. Where we live. Um, Perfect. Yeah. It'll be right next door to our house, actually. Quick commute. <laughs> wow. Very quick. Uh, it'll also be where we work. So, uh, <laughs> I'll just, yeah. I'm, I'm going um, to state right now that I, we are going, we will do everything we possibly can if you have a big old opening day or something to figure out a way to get there. Oh, yeah. We'll do a live remote. Totally. No, we won't. <laughs> You're invited. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully we're planning on having lots of events and things there. So I'm sure oh, that'd if be it cool. doesn't happen for the opening, we could do something another time anyway. Yeah, um, yeah we've got lots of yeah. friends in Philly. I love too. that. That's a yeah. great nice. That's a great thing that you're going to do. I, I can feel I'm very bones. excited. It's been, it's been a long work in progress, uh, but it's getting there. And the other thing I would plug here is that um, I also haven't, done this yet and by the time this airs this won't be a thing yet <laughs> it's a little uh it's kind of preemptive but nonetheless um we are putting solar panels in uh to run our businesses completely off solar um oh, so i'm going to be doing a kickstarter for that at some point before oh, the end of the year i think uh, so make yeah. sure you share that with us so we can put it out on, um, on our Facebook, uh, group so that Definitely. everybody can check that out. I think that's admirable. I dig it. I like it. Nice. Um, I thought I was really hoping you were going to name the, uh, the store. It's always sunny in Pedadelphia. Pedal <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty uh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tony Baloney. Yes. We got some people to talk to real quick. Talk to about. Thank. Yes. We got to thank them. That's correct. I don't want to talk to each and Just every one of these. I'd spend man. hours talking to people yes. if I did that. That's true. That's true, but and we like that. If I had the time, I would literally call each and every one that would be thanked in person. I appreciate that of you. Anyhow, this time of the show, it's my favorite time to irritate Todd. It doesn't irritate me. Does it irritate you if I call I love, you Ted? I love the list. So Ted Novak, yes, uh, our host. That doesn't make any sense. Go it doesn't ahead. make any sense. Um, this time of the show, we like to thank a special group. Can we get some background music going? I there? like that. That's nice. Now go sure. ahead, keep going, keep going, t- keep going. Turn it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Smooth, smooth jazz. Anyhow, we're gonna thank a special group of people that um, are our executive producers. I'm really digging that. I like it. So. Uh, there's people out there that are probably saying, hey, how do I become an executive hey, producer? how do I become an executive there producer? There it is. John was just asking. Yep. <laughs> well, actually, I think John's he's on, the, he's on it. I mean, hypothetically. He's on the list. <laughs> if he wasn't already here, he'd know how. Well, you go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs, and you can find a couple different levels that you can participate in. Yes. Uh, every level has its own swag associated yes that's barefoot buttons and t-shirts and stickers and pics and 
and giveaways. We do lots of giveaways. Oh. In fact, we got giveaways coming up up the wazoo. I love people. me wazoo. a good giveaway. Legitimately, we will be giving away, I think, about six pedals. Wow. And other things. Holy I'm just moly. saying. That's craziness. Yes. Anyhow. The, the highest level that you can participate in is our executive producer level. And in addition to all that great swag that you'll get from all the other levels, you get one very special thing. And Todd, what is... John, what is that? You get your name read on the thing. That's Correct. right. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Do it. Let's thank Corey Nigro. Darren Gregory. The cop and deaf and Boston. <laughs> Darren Gregory. Brian Robison. Doug Christ, Tim Nowak, Doug Gann, Chris Kearney, Tyler Bray, Tom Brazen, Michael Van Zandt, Jonathan Daly, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, Sean S. Ken Sayers, John Anglin, John Esterly. Well, you're welcome. Hello. Thank Michael you. Michael Senchuk, Ty Harmon, and two, count them, two new executive producers. That's right. Mr. David Kaminga. Yes, longtime supporter longtime of the show. Longtime supporter, now executive producer. Correct, Mundo. And Tommy Manasco. Tommy Manasco, brand new. Brand new. Thank you all so much. And if I haven't read your name and you're on Patreon supporting us, thank you too. Thank you as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Uh, John, where can people buy your stuff? Uh, you can find my stuff at rarebuzzer.com and uh, at rarebuzzer anywhere social media is sold. Cool. Tony? Yes. I think you could go over to pickguardian.com where you'll find a plethora of things that you can buy. And if there's something there that you don't see that you want, get a hold of me. Perfect. I will take care of you. If you want to see some of those projects and things we've been talking about, go over to Instagram and pick Guardian and the number one. Yes. What about Jared? Jared at, at Jared at Brandon Wound Pickups. If you need some pickups, legit, just get his and just stop messing around. Stop okay? looking. Just go to Jared. They sound freaking fantastic. BrandonWoundPickups.com. And you can send me a note, Todd, at TheGuitarNobs.com or direct message me on Instagram where I'm highly active. And that is just at GuitarNobs. Brian Hamilton. Small sound, big sound. Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing your time Thank with you. us. And your, and, and your smooth tunes. That's very sweet. I like that. We need hey, you on every do what week. I can can yes. you do it every week? Huh. I would like sure. that. Um, and, and, yeah, just let me know. <laughs> and, and big thanks to Brian's wife for making him a super cool, chill guy. That's uh, right. Apparently. With, with, <laughs> with, with plants and ceramics. <laughs> yeah. And good luck to your all your new endeavors that you mentioned. We are rooting for you. Everyone else, thanks. make sure you go get some of these dang old pedals for Pete's sakes. And uh, have a great guitar week. And subscribe! Yeah. I appreciate that you appreciate that. I've been called worse <laughs> today, as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for this, man? Sure. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs.
please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarnobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarnobs. Catch you next time.